If you're enjoying getting better acquainted with me and with my guests, maybe you'd like to help other people find out about the show. There's a few easy ways to do that. You can go on iTunes if you've got five minutes and leave a review saying what you think of it. That helps it get higher rankings on iTunes and stuff like that. What the show really needs is word of mouth. And in this internet age, that means liking the show's page on Facebook or retweeting it or sharing the link to all of your Facebook friends or Twitter followers, doing whatever you need to do in whatever social networking site you use. And if you don't use a social networking site, well, hey, you can just tell your friends or email your friends and tell them about what's going on. In this Getting Better Acquainted Extra, we get better acquainted with Sam, who is no longer with us, but that doesn't mean we cannot remember him. And we get a little bit more better acquainted with my dad. This is an extended version of a three-minute piece that I have put together for the Third Coast International Festival's Short Docs competition. It's a much shorter form than the normal Getting Better Acquainted episode, and it's in a different style. It's much more of a kind of constructed, clear documentary style, but it's much longer than the submission that I gave to the competition. So it's an expanded version of a short thing, or it's a shortened version of a long thing. Up to you how you want to listen to it. Hope you enjoy it. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. This is a story about how close I am to my dad. The first part of it will happen as we travel from where I live to where he lives. My name's Dave and I'm 30. I live in Leytonstone, London. His name's Peter and he's 88. He lives in Leytonstone, London. We live on the same street. When I was growing up, my dad was my neighbour. He was my neighbour even though he lived in the same house. When we lived in North Wales, we lived in the same house. Yeah? Yeah. Me, you and mum. Yeah. But you were divorced. Yes. And we you partitioned the house in the middle. Yes. So you, what what did that mean practically? What was your what was your side of the house like? Well, it was uh, it wasn't the it was a, 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 a house in the country. So it wasn't the sort of standard house and it had a you entered it from the front door into a long front room and behind that was a very long kitchen. This is downstairs. How we divided it up was we divided the the front room with a partition and a door between them and then we divided the kitchen in the same way so that what had been a sort of huge farm kind of kitchen became your side of it was a very small kitchen and the rest of it, the other side of it, became my bedroom. And there was a small downstairs toilet at, at, uh, at the back door, which was in my territory. There was a, a toilet with a, a wash basin beside it. So that was my bathroom. And there was a, a recess with the oil-fired boiler, because uh, it was oil-fired at that time, the central heating system, uh, in, in it. And there was just room in there to get a cooker in and sort of turn it into a very small kitchen. So that became my kitchen. So you had a fitted kitchen, essentially, yeah. but small. A small one, very small, yeah. And you had a tiny little 
area to sleep in beside in the front in the front room so that i could sleep in that on a single on a kind of divan which it was actually in a behind a bookcase structure i'd made um and the reason that you would sleep there generally speaking was that at weekends me and tony my brother came to stay with you in your side of the house yes yeah and our room which was generally your room Mm -hmm. had a Bunk bed. A um, double bed. A double bed bunk bed, if you see what I mean. The top bunk was a wide double bed sized space. And so was the bottom bunk, yeah. And Tony would sleep underneath. Yeah. I would sleep up the top. Yeah. And there was a spiral staircase of, sort of steps up to the top one. That's right. And in that room as well, we could draw on the walls, couldn't we? It was, that was yeah, the room. Yeah, that was the room, yeah. You had lots of pens. Uh, yes. Felt tip pens, and everybody who came to the house drew on the walls. Yes. And that's like, yeah, everybody's that's like the house. wall. Everybody's yeah. wall, it was called, yeah. yeah. You've got one in this house now, actually. Yes, we've had them in several places. That's we? right. On the door between the two houses, on the partition, yeah. like yeah. the partitional door, yeah. there was a sign. Do you have that sign around, actually? Do you have that sign anymore? I don't, th- I th- I, I don't remember how it got lost, but I, I, I haven't seen it I can't it see it. Time. I haven't seen it for a while. No. Um, do you remember what was on that? Yes, except I can't remember the... The exact wording. The exact wording, because that, uh, it was from Kubler Khan, wasn't it? On uh, one side it said, keep out yes. small Porlockians, poor Lockians, yeah. like the man from Porlock yes. who interrupted Coleridge Kubla doing Kubler Khan. Yeah. Small Porlockians, beware, because you were, at, were and are a writer, and you yes. didn't want to be disturbed if you were writing. Yeah. Yeah. And the, on the other side it said, come in... Do you remember what that side said? No, I don't. Actually. I think it said something like "come in, bow three times," and <laughs> yeah, there was, there was something about bowing three times. Yeah, and sort That's of right. you know be contrite and be- yeah. well behaved. I can't yeah. remember the exact wording yeah. of it. That was the sign that separated the house. I remember, like you know, yeah. we could come into our your house, yeah, your side of the house, your part of the house when it said "come in." Yeah. Yes, because like, I think the front door was actually in your section of the room. That's right, right into the room. That's and but I was trying to think how that worked. How did I get to there? Well, I'd have had to have gone into your half of, his, half of the house to get out of the front door. But actually, I remember now. I had the back. I used the back door. Okay. Which was in my bit. So the back door was, was the front my door front door. For your but I would. I mean, I'd sometimes go out of your door if I'd been in. You know, because particularly before Mervyn came up. Yeah, before my stepdad. I mean, there was just in. June in your house, you know. So and you looked after more. us, so you would move into our side. Yeah, and sometimes. also things were, there was a lot of building, you know, partitioning and all that going on and that. And also, you had to come through to our side of the house to use the bath to wash. And yeah, and we went from our side of the house to your side of the house to visit at weekends. That's right. That's right. And you, and you, were, <laughs> and you, you don't remember who came up with that idea? I don't actually. Well, I mean, I I don't know, really. I suppose it was the idea that you were... I don't know why it was so formalised in a way, except that I would have had to have lived in with your family. for. Yeah, you you would have been like a lodger rather than a neighbour. It made it a kind of... I don't know. Well, you had the two houses, and that made sense. Yeah, because in actual fact, we had intended to have two separate houses. Yeah. So I think it was probably that. You when know, we went, when we decided to do that, I mean, June would probably have said yes, but you know, and 
Yeah, no, it makes sense. When we stayed at weekends, why was there this idea that we kind of because we did literally we had to, we we went from one part of the house where our bedrooms were to the other part yeah. of the house. So essentially, we had two bedrooms, yeah. like each really in a way. I mean, I it wasn't a massive house. Tried to sort of separate the whole thing because I used to cook for you. That was the point. So I did have a little cooker. And at the weekends, you yeah. cooked for us. We never went. <laughs> yeah, we never went back to our half no, of the I mean, house. If you've gone, I mean, you. As it grew, obviously, as you got older, and there'd be occasions when you go in and out. But it was that. It, for some reason, it was a sort of, we should be in two different houses. Yeah. And if we were, you know, kids would come from there. So we had to, you made the house two houses. So, yeah. Now, whether it was, I mean, I certainly think, I'm sure I preferred it. And I'm trying to think whether it was me who instigated it or whether we both, you know, it, it seemed automatic. Because, as I say, we had expected to be in two separate houses. Yeah. So we weren't thinking of ourselves as a kind of... As people... Even, even if we were sort of separate, you know, as living close by. We hadn't intended to live close by necessarily. When I was eight, everything changed. My mum and my stepdad moved us to a new house and my dad lived a bus ride away. I only stayed with him at weekends. When I was 11... It all changed again. My mum and my stepdad split up. My dad came to live with us. The setup was very different this time. We weren't as clearly neighbours as we once were. My dad had two rooms in the house, but he shared a kitchen with my mum. It was like he was her lodger, which is funny because when they first met, my mum was a lodger in his house, the house that he shared at the time with his first wife. But that's a completely different story. In that house, we got a dog. When we went to Cardiff, and you were a lodger, you were like a lodger rather than a neighbour, yes, there was a, yeah, a, a much yeah, more ambiguous yeah. uh, separation of the parts of the house. Yeah, I mean, I was renting my room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you, pay, you paid rent oh, uh, yeah. to mum. Okay, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. We got a dog, didn't we? The fact We got a family yes. dog. Yeah. So what was the dog's name? Sam. <laughs> and... Who was Sam? What was what? Who was Sam? What was his personality? Well, it varied who you talked to. I, I mean, I, his personality was fine as far as I was concerned. Well, I never said his personality wasn't fine. <laughs> uh, what was well, he when like? When he came to us, I mean, he was a stray, wasn't he? He, yeah. he had been a rescue dog, so he had been cowed, and he was very, you know, he, if you if you picked any object up, he would sort of think. He was ner yeah. nervous. We raised your about, yeah, yeah, he was very, very nervous. Yeah, because I always, uh, you know, built this tale years over the years that in fact he must have come from a sort of drunken Welsh farmer who drank whiskey. Oh, and and because he was scared and, of whiskey, and, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was. He didn't like like whiskey. Yeah, if you whiskey glass near it, he'd sort of go away. And he didn't like sharp noises. Yeah. And what did Sam look like? He was basically a hound, but he was also basically a terrier, wasn't he? I yeah, mean, he I acted think like a hound. A cross between a greyhound and a, a Jack Russell or something. Something like that, Which yeah. pretty much yeah. describes what he or was even, like. Yeah. yeah, because when he was young and sort of thin, he looked like a, more like a greyhound. As he got older, he got heavier, he looked more like a sort of hound, a foxhound. Yeah. Something. Yeah. There was an element of neuroticness about I it. I think he was neurotic, yeah, but and, and, and that sort of fitted with me. I mean, <laughs> and with, with, with everybody in the house. <laughs> yeah, and, well, yes, I wasn't going to say that, but yes, of course. The significant thing that happened in that house with Sam was that he jumped out the window. window. Yeah, the first floor window. Yeah. 
and must have run down the wall. Probably, I don't you know. You think he ran down the wall? Well, like, he know. must have done something, must he? Yeah, I mean, a cat would run down the wall, but he, he couldn't, he wouldn't do it consciously like that, but whether his feet actually touched it. Because Dad went over the road to go to the shops, and Sam wanted to go with him and raced through our first story front room, jumped out of the, the window, and me and my sister were shocked and uh, I couldn't look down. I thought it would be like... I thought it would be splat, you know. I thought it would be a, an unpleasant sight to look down. Absolutely. So I closed the window and then we went downstairs and we opened the front door and Sam just limped there. in, didn't That's he? Right. yeah. And we sort of thought, wow, he's, he survived that. Yeah, he did. Although he did end up having to... He had to have an life. operation later, but that was after he'd hit the leg. The bad, the leg that he'd first sort of hurt and when he jumped out of the window then he banged it against a, a door fitting oh right and that's when he actually had to have the operation have the operation and he yeah. had pins put in his leg and all sorts didn't yeah. he and I guess he had quite in a plaster yeah, yeah in plaster I remember about, I don't know about a bandages around it and yeah. everything yeah late in his life he kind of had arthritis as a result of all of yes. that probably yes. as a result yeah. of that yes that was certainly a big contributor yeah I mean, he came to live here in this house with you. Yeah. He was fine when we first came. I mean, how old was he then? How long were we in Cardiff? 95 to... Uh, about seven or eight years, yes. Yeah. So he must have been about eight, eight or nine. So he was sort of well middle-aged. And he finally moved in. But he was still fine, you know, he could still run and everything. I still took him out on the bike over the common. He'd run along behind the bike. Oh, yeah, he? yeah. yeah. It was only the very l- sort of last year, I think, that I walked, stopped right, right going on the But after he'd had that sort of final attack thing. Yeah, because he had a kind of stroke, he didn't he? He had a sort of stroke, yeah. And he uh, deteriorated. And after that, he end. really deteriorated, yeah. Was it in this room that Sam died? Yes, it was actually, yeah. yeah. He was put down, wasn't he? That was uh, that's yeah. the, the, yeah. the expression yeah, the people came, used yes, for that. Yeah. Well, sensibly so. I mean, he was very happy. He was lying in his basket, actually, with people all round him, and I was handing him bits of sausage. And then he has this one... I mean, she just shaved a little bit of his arm. He didn't like that. But And then, I mean, he just gets this one quick plunge of a syringe and a huge dose of barbiturates, and he just... Change his eye. Yeah, I mean his eyes changed completely. The light, you know, the life and or life light, you can call it either. This went out, but I mean he was in, you know. Then we picked him up. You dug the grave. I did. And yeah. you know who carried him out? Neil. Neil. Yeah, yeah Neil and Joe were here, and the two vets who were both women and me and Sam. I mean that's what should be able to happen to humans, but it doesn't. It's not allowed. Yeah, there's a painting of him on the wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mum. Yeah, painted oh, well, by my mum, yeah. who was co-owner for a while. And there's a... That's right, some other pictures of him over there. And it says... Does it say... Does it say something about Aslan or something up there? I can't, uh, I can't remember what it says. Aslan was not a lion. Aslan was not... Not a lion. Yeah, not a lion. And because... I mean... Sam, is, it's a very regal pose. Unusually so, actually. It's not typical. No. In a way. When my dad came to live in London, Sam came with him. And when I came to London four years later, I became their neighbour once again. They are both just a few doors away. 
So here you heard the time it takes to get there at earlier. Sam's grave, yes. which is in your back garden. We buried yes. Sam in my dad's back I garden. Yes. Well, you don't My dad started, started the grave, no, but yes, I came I down to finish it off, dig, I mean, to do the deepest digging. Deep, four, four, it was really strange yeah, because Sam was alive at the time. Yeah. Sam was at the top he stared down, down at me, me while I was doing it. as I stood hey, digging yeah. his grave. And this is where we are now, by Sam's grave. It was a very odd experience being in somebody's grave and looking up at them. I mean, I say somebody, I mean, I know it's only a dog, but... I know. He was... He, he didn't feel like only a dog, no. did he? That's the thing. No. So here is his grave. Yeah. And at the moment, it's got daffodils on it. Yeah. You always have flowers on it, don't you? Yes. It's not sort of all that well tended, but yeah. There yeah, it's, flowers not, and grass. it's messily tended, but yeah. lovingly tended. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got, got a, a picture of him. A, yeah, that Tony drew. Engraved by Tony, yeah. On his gravestone. On the, yeah. What, where, is that one of the slates from the yeah, back garden in our house? Yeah, gravestone is one of Joe's, what do you call it, where did it come from? Cornish slate. Cornish slate. And it says, here lies Sam, 1995-6, because he was a rescue dog, so we don't know where he came yeah. from, to 2008. We had the wake here, didn't we? We all came together, the yeah. whole family, from yeah. all over the place. Yes, yeah. Uh, came came yeah. The year here. after. That's right, a year... Yes, a year on the after. day, the same day, a year after we did. And there's his bowl, <laughs> his bone <laughs> and his collar, they're all here. <laughs> they're surviving pretty well. Yes. Yeah. Well, there we go. So, this story ends with me and my father taking a moment of silence to remember our dead friend, our neighbour under the ground. find getting better acquainted on twitter at gba podcast you can find it on facebook it's getting better acquainted have a search on facebook and like it or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk you can also subscribe by searching on itunes and subscribing to us that way and on the stitcher smart radio app you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the app store there are lots of ways to get better acquainted 